of the Leader Link Podcast. This is Charles. And I'm Josh. And we're going to talk about accountability today. Woo-hoo. You know, it's a dirty word, right? Yeah, it, is. it can be. can be. Yeah, typically it is because accountability is typically done in a very poor way, to yeah. say the least. As leaders, we've kind of abused the term accountability. Right? Yeah, yeah. I don't mean you and me necessarily, although we may have, but probably just leaders in general. I think yeah. they take the word accountability to mean who is to blame. Yes, it's an excuse to be mad, typically, and yep. to be mad at anybody but yourself. So why don't we start there? Actually, okay. why don't we look at yourself and mm-hmm. and as a leader, who holds you accountable? Because let's face it, a lot of times when people promote. To levels of leadership, there's certain instances where I think accountability may fade. I mean, if you're a good leader like me, you don't need accountability because you just <laughs> do it right. <laughs> no, I mean, oh so obviously there's there's levels of accountability. And I think not only are there levels of accountability, but there's levels of what you let people in on, right? So... Thinking about being a senior leader in this case, I mean, I think the obvious answers to this are you're going to have a board of directors, trustees, something around you, who really their number one ultimate job is to keep the senior leader accountable. I mean, that's their, 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 they're looking at the expectations that either have been set by the company or by the senior leader and going, okay. Have we maintained progress on these expectations? Yeah, so there's there's some kind of formal, very formal, like in the in the in the institution, accountability built in there. I mean, very rarely are you going to have a senior leader who is not answerable to somebody else, right? Even most organizations that would, that would be very rare, right? Like, yeah. So yeah. the senior leader would still be accountable to somebody. If no one else, yeah. they're accountable to. If, if they don't have shareholders, stakeholders, they're accountable to the customers to, the to a certain extent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But but we're talking about an actual Correct, overseeing yeah. Yeah. body. Yeah. But then that trickles down, right? So in in a lot of the research I've done with school, it, it seems like middle management seems to get caught in this trap of less accountability. And I call it a trap for a reason. I mean, because if if middle managers are less likely to be held accountable by the senior leaders. What would cause them to hold their correct? Yeah. Uh, frontline yeah. leaders accountable. Yeah. If, you, if you're not getting it practiced, if you're not being practiced on, you're probably not going to practice it on other people. Yeah. Right. Uh, and even that sounds like a dirty kind of connotation towards accountability of practice it on. But, um, but yeah, I think you've got to, from an organizational standpoint in the, in the hierarchy, you've got to, You've got to set a standard. You've got to kind of model the way. Um, and we're going to talk about it as we continue through the conversation, but model healthy accountability, not, yes. not the type that most people are probably used to. Um, I think if you'll allow it, and this is hard because, again, it just depends on how close you want to let people in, you can let your team be part of your accountability structure. Hmm. Um, I think that, you know, if, if you don't, if you can check your ego, for a moment and you can allow those under you or around you to speak into how am I doing on this? What's, you know, 
Here are the expectations. You know them because we've discussed them. We've talked about them. We've written them down. Am I am I living up to that? And if not, can you you know where where are we gonna where where do I need to go from here? So essentially, opening up a feedback loop from your yeah. team. If I'm setting expectations and we're we're working towards specific goals, as the leader, I'm also making myself vulnerable to be held accountable by my team. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I love the feedback loop, right? That's, that's a much softer way of saying accountability. Um, but I think it's also a, a very good way of saying accountability because that's what it is. I mean, typically accountability has become a dirty word because accountability almost always leads to consequences hmm. that are negative, not positive feedback loop opens up the idea or at least the connotation that there's constructive feedback, criticism, whatever you want to call it. But feedback loops can also allow encouragement, right? Accountability just has the connotation that this is going to be negatively focused. Where I think feedback loops, you know, and it depends on how you've experienced it, but a feedback loop at least opens up the idea that I could get positive feedback. I could also get some more negative feedback. But, you know, one takes the form of encouragement. One takes the form of like you, you need to do better on this. But but I think it's just a I like the phrase feedback loop for the for the connotation versus accountability. Yeah, because accountability has been given a bad rap for so long because Correct. it's been misused. Correct. It's been yeah. misapplied by yeah. leaders. Yeah. When in reality, if if we have set a goal, we've talked talk about this in the last episode. We've set a goal for this team member right. uh, through the concept of expectations. Here's what I want you to do how, you know, with the time frame and all those parameters, it needs to be an ongoing conversation to hold them accountable. But that conversation can also be appreciation. It can be support. Right. It can be encouragement. Yes. It can be a conversation to determine I've, I've set these expectations. Do you have the resources? Do you have the training? What right. am I missing? Right. Uh, to, in order for us both to accomplish what we need to accomplish. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, and this is no, never mind. My thoughts for a different time. I'm curious. I was just thinking about, you know, I heard something years ago from a guy named John Acuff. He's a kind of writes on business startups and that type of thing. But he, he introduced this idea to me called critics math, which is you could receive 99 praises, like outrageous praises. You're the greatest thing since sliced bread. You know, you can do it. Um, and you can hear one piece of negative feedback. And what's your mind say? I suck. I'm a yeah. failure, right? So just <laughs> in, in thinking, and again, the, the reason I say this is later, because we're talking about who keeps us accountable at this point. But, man, I, I would, as I'm thinking about this, one thing that I'm I'm like, you know what I would love to, we often talk about the compliment sandwich. Yeah. Hey, Charles, you're awesome. You're doing such a great job here. You suck here. Let's get better. <laughs> man, I love you. You're my best friend in the world. Yeah. You hear that, but what are you thinking about? Yeah. I suck at this, right? Josh is critiquing you're me. You're not what, thinking about the bread. You're not you're thinking, thinking about, about the Yeah, standards. exactly. <laughs> so I'm kind of wondering, like, how do you, as as a leader who's, you know, feedback looping and keeping accountable somebody else, or even yourself, is there any way to separate those things, you know? And we've talked a lot about healthy, safe, kind of emotionally prepared conversations, and I, I don't know how that works. I'm, I'm, it's my mind is spinning through as we're talking. But is there any way to have like a? You don't label it this way, but just as a leader, you go. You know what? I'm not. 
I need to have a, a negative conversation, a you know, more constructive criticism conversation, but but I want to bring this person into my office or go into their office or take them to lunch and be like, I'm just so proud of what you're doing. Like you're amazing. And keep that just completely positively focused. And then shift over at some point. And again, you don't you don't ever want to come out and just go, eh, you're failing here, right? So preparing that conversation, but keeping it separate so that you know that I'm like I don't want you to. I want you to know how awesome you are, and the, but you need to also know that this area needs to be shored up. But s- distributing those two things so that they're not, they don't play that critics' math card in their mind, going because I really mean it. I think you're awesome. I think you're doing a great job. This is just one spot that I'm like, no, we got to do better at this. Well, I think that uh, several things to unpack there. First of all, the the goal of accountability. In the, in the sense that you're talking about is building up the person. Sure. Accountability to build them up, not bring them down. So I respect you as a team member, as an employee, you have a lot of great strengths, but because you're a human, right? I mean, you don't say this, to sure. them, but, yeah, yeah. but because of the fact that we're all human, we, we all have room to improve and grow. So if the goal of, if the intent behind the accountability conversation is I want to help you improve. Yeah. That is different than saying you suck in this area, right? right? Yeah. And th- the second thing that really uh, kind of stood out to me in that con- when you were riffing on that is I don't think every conversation you have should include some form of negative feedback. I mean, there, you should, in my opinion, have enough of a relationship, professional relationship with your team members that they are not scared to have a conversation with you. Right. Right. They know that, yes, occasionally my my path may need to be shifted a little bit. Yeah. But I know that I can talk to my supervisor about my family or what's going on and our holiday plans. And we can just we can we can have normal conversation. And so, you know, it brings my mind to office space where, (laughs) you know, Peter's we're not wanting to work on the weekend or something. Right. And every single conversation he has with what's his boss's name? Lumberg. Lumberg. Yeah. yeah. Every yeah. single yeah. is a negative conversation. Right. right? Yes. Uh, so, so we don't want to create that environment where your employees scared to have, right. because, because they're going to have com- conversations like that. But the reality is, is that you can set a goal. You can make, you can agree on expectations, but, in the course of working to achieve that goal, the employee may have some unproductive behaviors. They may have some things where they waste time on certain things or, or whatever the case is. And, and one of the reasons why I think accountability gets such a bad rap is because instead of finding out who is to blame because this didn't happen, accountability is I'm going to make sure that I'm staying on top of this so that my employee doesn't fail. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think to, to say that, you know, kind of getting us back on topic, I think part of what you have to do, you, accountability cannot simply be for the correction of wrong or the correction of, you know, unmet expectations. I think it, it has to also include the celebration of met expectations. Yeah. Right? So we talked a little bit about this in the last episode. But I think it's really important that we, and again, that's why just kind of as you talked earlier and you mentioned feedback loop, that's why I like this. 
it suggests to me a little bit more than accountability because that word has been has been dirtied that in this feedback loop, I want to celebrate what you've accomplished and achieved, that you've met these expectations yeah. or you're moving well towards meeting them. But also we want to have the opportunity to talk about, it. is there any obstacles? Right. And, you know, um, yeah. So I just want, I, cause it's important to me. I, I think about it that way. It's, it's accountability has typically been, you know, have you, you know, where have you failed yeah. is, is how people, you know, tend to keep other people accountable. But I want it to be more of a, like, there's got to be both sides of the coin. Otherwise, you're, you know, you're just going to get beat down. And who wants to get beat down, right? I don't know. I, I think that in in modern, the modern workplace, I think more often than not, that's what accountability looks yeah, like. Yeah. Unfortunately, I right. think this is based on my yeah. research and what I've, what I've seen from, from working with different organizations and it's because proper accountability, like in the positive way that we're talking about, requires relational connection with people, right? It, it requires, as you said, you, you know, it requires the ministry of small talk. Like you, you've got to, if the only time you're, you're ever interacting with people is for just complete straight business or to have these quote unquote accountability conversations, nobody's going to be excited when you come and sit in their office. Right? No, nobody. Yeah. yeah. Um, but on the other hand, if you um, if you drop in and how's your family doing? What y'all do this weekend? You know what's going on in life? What's going on in work? What are you excited about? What do you you know what's going you know what are you scared about? Blah 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 blah. And you just build that relational capital when those conversations of accountability do have to come in. The withdrawal from the pocket change account it's going to be a withdrawal, but it ain't going to be a bankruptcy. Nice cubby reference. You bet. <laughs> I love that's. This is completely off topic, but that is one of the, in my opinion, the most genius leadership concepts. The pocket change. The pocket change. Like, you're going to have to make a withdrawal eventually. Why not spend all the emotional and relational capital you can to put money in that pocket before you make the withdrawal? I don't think that's off topic at all. I mean, I think that's directly applicable to this conversation because accountability is uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, and, and, and it, it's, it's really uncomfortable for both the leader and, yeah. and the team member. Or, right. Well, but you're assuming it's uncomfortable because we could sit down with an, account, an accountability conversation and you can ask me, and again, if we're just being like just plain vanilla, Josh, have you met your, you know, 90 day goals? Actually, I have, you know, have you accomplished your uh, number of phone calls that you're supposed to do today? I have, have you done this today? I have. Uh, and you know, you're like, okay, well, I can't complain because you've done it well, God willing, and and you've accomplished your goals. So then that moves from a what? That moves from an accountability conversation because you're making sure I'm meeting my expectations into, okay, that's great. You're doing a fantastic job. What do you want to what do you want to do next? What do you want to get better at? Right? If you're able to accomplish these expectations and do them well, let's take the next step. And what does that look like? What do you want to do? Right? Well, I want to do X, Y, Z. I want to manage. I want to learn this leadership technique. I want to do something else. Awesome. Let's move on. Right. So you're taking the accountability conversation and now you're moving to a coaching conversation or to a, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, I think uh, accountability and coaching really go hand in hand. I think they do too. Yeah. Yeah. Because in, in an accountability conversation, if there is a need for correction, as the leader, you're taking the role of the coach. Right. 
However, on the other hand of this, if there is, if, if they're knocking it out of the park and doing everything they need to, like you say, we're looking for other opportunities, then you're also taking the role of the coach. Yeah. Maybe even more of the role of the mentor in that situation. Cause a coach is going to help you improve performance and mentor right. may uh, help you uh, figure out your career path a little bit better. I think that accountability in that sense is we're talking about this is, this is definitely off topic as we're talking about looking at opportunities for growth. Not everyone wants to grow. Sure. You know, I think there's a lot of do more with less mentality in the workplace today, uh, which can be very damaging to the mm-hmm. people who work there uh, because they're they're stretched thin already. Right. And for some people, like for people like me, a high growth needs, I, I need to be constantly learning and improving. Right. But there's also people who go to work and they do their job and a job well done is a job well done. Yeah. And, and they're they're good. So I don't necessarily want the leader to assume that their team member wants additional. Sure. That's not part of their job description. Well, and if, if that's a, a response to what I said, then the conversation, the accountability conversation is great job, man. Keep it up. There yeah. we go. That's it. I mean, there that's that's accountability because you're asking the question, are you doing what has been expected of you? If you're accomplishing that, then I give you a good game and send you back to it with, with again, crystal clear expectations on the next round, if you will, um, so that when we sit down again, we're not missing anything. Right? I, I love it. And, and I want to... I want to hit another point on accountability that if you're on a team, let's say you're back to a long standing reference. We use the widget maker. Yes. You're the widget maker and you have goals that have been set. You have expectations and you're not meeting those. And the leader doesn't hold you accountable. It's going to kill motivation for the rest of the team. Sure. Yeah. Right, because people are watching. They right. they will see, ah, Charles is getting away with not doing X Y Z. Well, the bar is clearly set lower for him. Right. So why isn't it set lower for us? Right, and and I think that's that's where leaders can get into trouble too, because for some leaders who have never been trained on how to have these kinds of conversations, right. accountability can be uncomfortable. Yeah. But if you if you aren't willing to do it, then the overall performance of your team is going to drop. Sure. Yeah. And I think, you know, the other thing about that is if you're unwilling to have that conversation with that, that widget maker, I mean, you, you could be missing something that's systemic, right? Oh, yeah. Maybe, maybe the widget maker's blueprints are wrong. Maybe there was an error in those, and so they're producing slowly because they're not getting all the instructions they need. Maybe there's an obstacle that's in the way that's keeping them from doing that. And until you have the conversation and ask the question, how are you doing? You know, you're falling behind here. What's going on? You're never going to get the answer to that. So it could not, you know, it could be a, it could be a miscommunication. It could be a, I mean, I missed that email. I missed that conversation because it was not written down. The expectation was made and I was sick that day, right? Um, and this again, goes I'm, back to those written specific exactly, goals. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I'm not trying to defend the person who's just not doing their job and not being productive. But I think 
it just goes back to the importance of the leader having that conversation and not avoiding it because you never know. It could be, yes, this person needs to be motivated in a different way or right. they're just not going to do the job. And so they need to, you have to take some, maybe some next steps measures, but it could also be they don't have what they need to do the job. Well, maybe everybody else does. Maybe there was a training that they didn't get that everybody else did. Maybe lots of different things could come up that you can identify because you've had the conversation go, let's remedy this. Right. Yeah. And it could be, it could be anything. It could yeah. be something in their personal life that yeah. you, that yeah, yeah. is, is we talked about that. Right. So from focusing, it, this kind of goes back to, to in our expectations conversation, the importance of the leader setting the tone of why yeah. we're doing this. Yeah. This is the opposite of that. This right. is the employee, the team member offering their version of the why this is a challenge. Yeah. And we're not excusing lazy behavior Correct, or, yeah. you know, things like that. But it, it could legitimately be that the leader is unaware of yeah. an obstacle. Right. Yeah. yeah. One kind of maybe final thought I have on, on this accountability idea is taking a step back from the actual accountability conversation and who we're having it with to the, I think, practice of regularly reviewing expectations. Mm. Because if you do this, you create almost some built-in accountability without having to have the accountability conversation, mm. right? I think about, there was a um, there was a guy in the early 1700s, his name was Jonathan Edwards. He was... Um, a scientist, a preacher, a philosopher. He was kind of, they call him America's greatest philosopher, even though it was pre-America. It was mm. British colonies at the time. Anyways, Edwards was a rigidly disciplined man, rigidly disciplined, like in a freakish sense. Um, but he wrote like 70 plus resolutions for himself over his lifetime. Oh, I think you've talked about this before. I have yeah. before, yeah, because it's, it's such a fascinating example of what to do, but Part of one of his resolutions, I think it was one of the top 10 resolutions, was regularly reviewing his resolutions. And he lived by them. I mean, he did good. And you can actually go back in his journals and you can see where in reviewing them, he goes, didn't do this one this week well, yep. right? Yep. Missed, missed the boat completely on this one or succeeded well in this one. But whatever the case, he had a, a built-in self-accountability based on expectation he set on himself, yep. right? So I think... Just as a person, regularly reviewing the expectations you have for yourself, but also what does my my uh, company have for me, my organization, whether it's my organization that I'm running or whether I'm a, an employee member of it, just going okay every every month or so, do I need to just look at my job description and go, am I hitting everything here right? Um, so that's that's one area of regular review that I think you can do for yourself. And man, I bet you if you're in, in any kind of role that's not well, if you're in any role, you'll 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 never be sad that you reviewed what am I doing what I'm expected to do, right? And then if I am, you can ask the question if you're a kind of a go-getter leader type, okay, what can I add to this? Is there something I need to do to take the next step? Um, but then the second thing I would say is you need to review these with your team regularly. Sure. In a non we're not judging anybody. We're not having the accountability conversation. We're simply having a staff meeting or whatever it is. But, hey, here's here's kind of the regular expectations. Reminder of the direction. Yeah. Exactly. I think Sarah and her, my wife and her organization um, are using the traction model. I don't know if you've heard of, I think the guy's name is Gino Wickman. He wrote a book called Traction. Yeah, the EOS. Yes. Yeah. And she's just like enthralled with it because it produces these regular meeting rhythms. I think they call it the weekly meeting pulse. 
um, for these conversations to happen because everything's written down. Everything's in the in the EOS system. It's all in a they have it in a OneNote, you know, for each team and then for a bigger team. But it's all explicitly written out. And then the question is, how are we doing? Right. Um, so but if you don't have it like that, then having a meeting where separated from any conversations we're going to have about how you are doing. Here's what's expected. Here's what's expected. Here's the goal. Here's the target. Here's the direction. And I think if you do that with regular rhythms, it creates at least in the mind of the person some self-accountability. And then when you do sit down to have that conversation, if you do have to have a more, you know, a negative approach to it, because we've covered it, like the, we, we review this regularly. Yeah. We're missing it. I think the EOS, from what I understand, is a really good system to help you build systems. Mm. Whereas the program that, that I do is on actual management leadership competencies. Nice. So what you said really resonated with me in terms of we're regularly reviewing these things. And I, I use, do the smart goal, you know, specific measurable. Yeah. I have them written out with specific deadlines to, you know, I, I, I break the larger goal into smart, smaller goals, right. specific de- deadlines for each one. And the idea behind a goal is something you want to achieve, right? So the example you use, what's his name again? Oh, Edwards, Jonathan Edwards. Jonathan yeah, Edwards. Sorry. So, so he wanted to accomplish all those things. Right. That was a, a desire of his to accomplish. However, he was unable to accomplish some of them. Yeah. And, so regularly reviewing that helps hold himself accountable. Right. Because if you set a goal, that means you want to accomplish it. Right. Sure. I mean, theoretically. Yeah. 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 Um, so good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. It's important. Very important to have written specific goals. Yeah, absolutely. It helps the process so much more to move so much more fluidly. Um, but yeah, good stuff. Yeah. Another good one. All right. We'll see you, I guess, after Christmas. Hey, thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Leader Link Podcast. If you like what you heard, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And we want to know what you want to hear about when it comes to leadership. You can leave us a comment or send an email to info at jcleadershipconsulting.com. And we'll see you next time.